Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. According to updated figures on the city's opioid information system, Ward 2, that's the downtown area essentially, is being hit the hardest with overdoses. It has about 38.6% of paramedic calls related to suspected overdoses. Uh, and it does not have 38% of the population. So, I mean, there's a, there's a real disconnect here. As a matter of fact, uh, the area down by First Ontario Centre at, uh, at uh, Bay and uh, York Boulevard is is actually one of the big areas, I guess, where an awful lot of these things would be happening. Well, that's also, of course, uh, just down by where the Salvation Army is located. And that's one of the agencies that has been working diligently to try to deal with this on the ground level. Uh, Dan Miller is Area Director for Public Relations and Development with the Salvation Army, and he joins us on the Bill Keller Show to talk about this. Dan, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. Thank you. You, you, you must feel as if you're just in this tsunami of, of, of concern downtown. And, and I, I, I don't mean to be flippant about it, but you can almost look out your window down at the, from the building down there, Dan, and see what's going on down there. And it's, you, you must seem, I, I know as hard as you're working at this, it's got to be uh, frustrating, really, to see what's happening. Uh, we are very frustrated, and, you know, we share the concern of the whole community. Um, we are aware of it all, and we do not want to see the drug use, and we sure hope that we can tap in and, and solve it in some way. Well, how is the, how is the Salvation Army dealing with this? Because we've talked with some of the other agencies, and, and as we've talked about on the show, this is a concerted effort. I mean, no one agency, no one group is going to be able to solve this thing. It's, it's really going to take a team effort, isn't it? Yes, it is. We are concerned about the steady increase of the overdose over the past number of months. And we've reached out to the city of Hamilton and other community partners to work together in addressing the concerns. Our staff have been trained on how to administer the Noxon by the uh, public department, the Hamilton Overdose Prevention and Education. They uh, have revived many individuals, both clients and community members, because uh, they've responded very quickly. Um, when they've uh, seen an overdose be happening. You have dealt with uh, the homeless population, uh, those that are down and out in, in various capacities for years, generations, really, uh, with the Salvation Army. Uh, is, is this as bad as it's been for the, la- the last few generations? I mean, it just seems as if it's really peaked at this stage, Dan. It definitely has uh, had a major increase over the last few months. Um, it's There's so many issues that are out there right now that have brought this to fact, the drugs themselves being available. And and obviously that's it. I mean, the fact that there, there's the exposure to these and to the population. Uh, what, what's a process like this? I mean, obviously, you know, the first we talked about the, the 38% of, of paramedic calls to this that are going to be opioid-related or suspected opioid-related. Uh, you mentioned the fact that your staff have been trained in in the in the you know giving out the naloxone kits and and actually using them on somebody. But by the same token, you're not sure when you find somebody who may be in a, a perilous situation whether or not it is an overdose. I mean, there's the, you got to make a call right then and there, don't you? Yes, you do. Immediately, they have to make the call. They they have seen the signs. They've been trained to to see the signs of uh, the opioid use or in the drugs overdose, and um, we encourage them to jump in and help immediately to those in distress. But when we talk about these numbers, uh, you know, 38.6% of the calls, uh, there's always a concern about under-reporting in situations like this because not everybody talks about this. Not everybody reports situations like this. Uh, to, you know, you look at one set of numbers and say, well, that's that's horrific. But at the same time, you figure, well, how about the people that don't uh, talk about this and don't get reported? So you, you got to suspect that these numbers are probably a lot higher than they are being reported. 
They could be very well, yes. Yeah. Which which only exacerbates the concern for for agencies like yourself. Absolutely, and and that's why we make sure that our staff are are out there talking to the people that are standing out front of our building in our in the community when they see somebody to try to get them to not use for one or use a safe injection site which has opened up downtown so that they're together that they're not alone if they are using drugs not to use them while they're alone what how many people how many beds do you have like on any given time how many people will be using the facilities there well, our facility holds up to 92 men. Okay. It's, it's a men's facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have 82 dormitory beds and then 10 overflow beds. But we also have 30 private rooms that uh, individuals live in. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.